0: Welcome to Once Upon a Disney, an analytical yet fun-loving look at Disney narrative filmography from the 20th century and beyond. I'm Andy Redwine, and with me, as always, is my co-host, who does this podcast because he can do anything, Larry Brenner. How are you, Larry?
1: I'm a little nervous, Andy. Uh, as you can see, I'm standing here atop of a, a big constructed high dive. Um, I'm just waiting for my horse to come riding by, where I'm going to jump on it and plummet to. Probably my untimely death. This does <laughs> not seem like a, de- a decision that I've made with careful consideration. I will tell you that.
0: No, I mean you. You've always, I mean, always struck me as somebody who wanted to high dive with a horse, but
1: but between my fear of horses and my fear of falling, this was not the career path I should have chosen. So maybe I'll just get down and do a podcast with you instead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Okay. Uh, What movie are we doing today, Larry? We are doing Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken from 1991, a movie I had neither seen nor heard of before our fans told us this was a movie they wanted us to cover. Well, so this
0: movie, I remember being on the, uh, there was a huge marketing campaign for this movie. And if you would get a Disney movie, like they all, you remember how they would always have the previews before yes. the movies on the VHS that you get from, yeah, yeah, on Blockbuster or whatever. So yeah, but Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken was one they put on everybody's. So I think, uh, yeah. So that's probably how a lot of people saw it. It did not- uh do well at the box office. Uh, it was like 7 million, which that's uh, not great considering the budget. And um, yeah, but it did very well in video sales. And that's probably where a lot of our uh, Gen X and millennial friends saw it when they were young. So fair enough. Uh, okay.
1: Got any key facts for us on this one? I do
0: indeed. So this movie is adapted uh, from a memoir by Sonora Webster Carver entitled a girl and Five Brave Horses.
1: Better title. (laughs) I want five. There are not five brave horses in this movie, but this movie would absolutely be better with five brave horses. It would absolutely benefit, I think. Um, So
0: according to an article in press of Atlantic city, which is a newspaper on uh, May 5th of 1991, Sonora claimed that most of the film was not accurate. Surprise, surprise. Uh, In real life, Sonora's mother saw the ad and told her to answer it. And Sonora didn't want to because she thought circus people were loud and trashy.
1: Okay.
0: But she did apply and I don't really know why she applied, but she, she did maybe her mother urged her to do that. And she went around the world to perform. Uh, She did marry uh, Al. She did go blind and she became quite famous actually. Um, And the movie posits that no one knew she was blind, but like that was sort of the selling point. Is that I was, she was, I was a blind thinking diver. when they said
1: no one will ever know. Why would you not advertise that? That makes this all more thrilling.
0: Exactly. So it yeah. So also Sonora was told that the film was going to be called Brave Hearts Can't Be Broken. And she liked that better than Wild, because while well, she didn't get she did, said she did get in trouble with older people. She didn't really see herself as wild. But my guess is Braveheart was already
1: taken. With, ah, by the movie Braveheart, right. By the movie Braveheart. People might so think this is a guess. William Wallace sequel. Uh, <laughs> okay. It is not. It is not. It is not. So Disney
0: orchestrated a publicity trip in California, and Sonora and her sister Arnett uh, caused a bit of a stir when she really wouldn't give the press what uh, Disney wanted. Um, she said she had been ignored by Disney, that she would have never married Al if he had hit his 83-year-old father. Fair enough. And that she was 20 when she joined this show and Al was 40, although her timeline doesn't quite work out because she was 15 when she joined the show in 1923.
1: Oh, boy. There is a lot to unpack in that. <laughs> I heard- I I I don't even know that I can get started on it. Just maybe just keep going. Maybe maybe just I keep will. Going. Yeah. I, I will.
0: She also disclosed that her story had been purchased by Disney, but she would not indicate how much she received, much to the relief of the press agent in attendance. Oh wow. Uh, so a lot of this movie was filmed in South Carolina in Orangeburg and Myrtle Beach, uh, which was kind of transformed to be a 1930s era Atlantic City. Uh, movies had always been shot on location, of course, but this was about the time period when states started to see uh the real benefits of having films shot in their areas. Uh there's a recession going on in the early 90s, and uh everybody's looking for ways to sort of beef up their local economies, particularly in the south, uh, where the weather is more conducive to filmmaking. So this movie was released May 24th, 1991, the same weekend as What About Bob, Thelma and Louise, Backdraft, Hudson Hawk. Uh, And of course, the weekend the film came out, the Cinema 3 Theater at the Orangeburg Mall hosted a premiere with red carpet for the local extras involved in the film. Uh, About 2,000 extras from Myrtle Beach also turned out for crowd scenes, which is cool. Oh, that's
1: cute. That's cute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they had more fun with it than uh, maybe the rest of the country. But I think that's kind of I think that that kind of sets a trend for things to come with indie films later. Uh, Actor Gabrielle Anwar had been in several British shows for the BBC, and she was featured in a Paul McCartney music video before she was cast in Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. She was 25, uh, but she looked pretty young for the part and I think pretty easily played a 16 year old.
1: Oh, I would never have guessed she was 25. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the stunts for this movie drew some pretty heavy criticism from animal rights activists. So at this time in the early 1990s, there were still 30-foot horse, mule, and hog leaps at county fairs across the country. And while the horses for this film only jumped 10 feet, uh, the thought was this film actually promoted this kind of entertainment. Uh, The horse stunts at Steel Pier in the 1930s were from 40-foot towers. And in 1994, Donald Trump, who owned Steel Pier, tried to bring back the stunt show, but the public protests were overwhelming and
1: brought that idea to a screeching halt. And that was the moment when he knew (laughs) that he was going to have to run for president. Okay.
0: So Gene Siskel, uh, Sissel Niebert called this movie a well-meaning but overwrought drama, and he contended that Gabrielle Anwar is a fresh new face that is wasted in this formula melodrama. Agree, and despite a very heavy marketing campaign, as I mentioned before, the movie did not fare so well at the box office. It did very well in the video market, which is where I mean where we all saw it, I guess. There was precious little information about this movie. I really had to dig into the the stacks of uh, newspapers and, and look at uh, some of the stuff from Orangeburg and Atlantic city to see just what kind of, but there was precious little about it.
1: Well, I mean, so. and I think, and, and I don't mean to be snarky when I say this, there's precious little movie in this movie. <laughs> I I mean, I mean, truthfully, when we get through plot, uh, listen, I know we've done a few biographies, uh, this year. Uh, yes. this apparently is a biography that was really not faithful to her life story, uh, which, which she claims. And yet still nothing happens. And that is right. for me, like the worst possible, worst possible said you can tell someone's yeah. bio- biographical life and be like what is most important to me is to be faithful to the story and not exaggerate it because I have integrity and I care about showing the facts as they are sure that's sure. fine you can also say i'm going to take some tidbits of this person's life and i'm going to turn this into something i'm going to fictionalize it because it'll cuz the story itself is not interesting enough and i need to sensationalize it but what you can't do is take someone's story and then make boring choices as you fictionalize it that is yeah. the worst of the three options and well let's get started because because this let's movie wild hearts can't be broken will surely have a wild monish tana that gets us set, set up for the the ride that we are about to go on and let me just uh-huh. check my notes we begin with <laughs> ah Archival footage of Herbert Hoover reminding us that we are in a Great Depression.
0: Or they were coming out of it, right? And there's all this hope and yeah. I mean, I I have to tell you, Larry, I am a sucker for movies set in the Great Depression era, the 1930s. And it might it might be because it was the era when my grandparents were coming of age and they told me a lot of stories about that time, you know, good times and bad, you know, they would say things like, well, yeah, well, you know, it was really hard, but we had a lot of fun and we made our own fun and that sort of thing. That said, my grandparents never started their stories with Herbert Hoover and soup lines, right? Um, We know it's the, like, we know it's, and I think they're trying to go, well, let's make sure they know it's the Great Depression. We know it's the Great Depression. I think we could have bypassed that and gone straight to Sonora with the scissors, fantasizing about Atlantic City she's seeing in the magazines. And bi- quit the narration, which is completely unnecessary once again in this movie. There's immediate conflict. And I'm in without all of that. Who puts a paper bag on their kid's head? What kind of right. world is this? It's cruel. And it's clear that she's kind and daring and we want to see her out of that. So, like, I'm in without all
1: of the fluff. And, and even beyond that, it sets the tone off wrong for this movie while this movie mm-hmm. is set during the Great Depression, it is not about the Great Depression. This That's movie right. is not about us watching a bunch of people struggling to make ends meet. Uh this movie this movie really kind of it it just happens to be set during the Great Depression. It, Correct. It, it happens to be that Herbert Hoover is the president. But right. but but you know, it it doesn't matter who's prime minister of England in this movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. None of it matters because it doesn't right. impact the story that much. And I don't. You know, if you're going to take time out of the movie to educate us, the facts that you give me need to be relevant to my understanding of the story. Otherwise, it's just didactic.
0: It could have been an interesting uh, thought. What if she? What if we see her at her, at the funeral of her parents? Or what if we see her at something, you know, something that matters to her? Really the depression is sort of a, it doesn't really, it doesn't add anything to it. It adds nothing
1: to this story. It's not about it. All right. So this is, this is a, this is a strike one for me. This was my first red flag. Uh, as much as mm-hmm. I love movies opened by Herbert Hoover, cannot get enough of the guy, um, you know, that it's just not a big draw for me. Mm-hmm. So we move into we move into the movie uh, and I'm going to say I agree with you that the opening to this movie is somewhat promising, that there's stuff going on. We see her, we see she's clearly enamored of the idea of being a celebrity. We watch her cut her hair to look like the celebrity in the magazine that she's looking at. We see that her aunt is, is I, I, I hesitate to say cruel, but, but if she's not cruel, it's not for lack of trying. Uh, right. Overreacts to this cut of hair and makes her wear a bag to school on the way to school she's teased by some nasty girls which forces her to take a risk with her horse lightning and try to clear clear a fence she destroys the fence the cows get loose she's late to school the teacher's mad the teacher's really mean to her uh and you know ultimately ends up suspending her it 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 is lots of stuff here what would you say is the inciting incident of this movie. What is the thing that gets us going? Oh boy. Okay. So
0: I think, I think they've done a pretty good job, at least with the exposition, of causing us to like her. Cause I like her, right? Yeah, I I, too. I, I, she's spunky. No she's interesting. I, she helps the horse. She tries to show the kids. And th- these horrible things are befalling her. You know, it's that, whole tire up throw her on the railroad track and set her on fire right yes. so all that's all of that's happening um I think the inciting incident it's kind of hard to say it is. either it's either it's when her aunt tells her she's going to make her award of the state right it could be when she runs away it could be when she steals the employment ad for a diving girl from the general store newspaper right but it really isn't until doc carver gives her half of a shot that she has to kind of work for i think
1: so i'm going to argue that it probably is her running away it's the first choice that she's made that sets her on her journey we have okay. a movie regardless if she runs away she could go to doc carver doc carver could not give her a shot but now what did she do she ran away she's in a she's in a city it, the, the movie could would continue to happen Nothing happens Mm -hmm. unless she runs away. But here is the real problem. We spend these first 10 minutes setting up a world in which Sonora has a bunch of enemies and they do a good job of making me really hate her enemies. I hate her aunt. I hate her teacher. I hate the mean girl at school. Mm -hmm. And then... When the inciting incident happens, we never see any of these antagonists again. In fact, we are not being said – I actually think the story of this young girl in this town where everyone's against her is a stronger dramatic story than the story in which she runs away because she never has conflict like that at that level again after she goes. There's two –
0: yeah. No, no question please. for you. Did you did you expect the aunt to come try to find her? No. Or did you expect anybody from there? I kept wait. See, I did. I kept waiting for them to come back and try to find her or her sister to reach out to her or something to happen that would t- kind of drag her back to that world. But it never really does.
1: Here's what I so thought I'm, with, so I'm
0: with you. I'm with you. I keep wondering, why did we spend all that time setting that up?
1: What I thought might happen is eventually this diving this diving girl show is going to make the rounds and come back to her hometown. And what there happens when you come back and now you're like this big celebrity? And it's a chance for you to show how much you've grown on your journey and yes. get, the, get that sweet, sweet vengeance that you have mm-hmm. been owed all these years by being bigger and better than all of these people who tried to make you small. Mm-hmm. Movie is not interested in her ever revisiting her past. It's Which just is
0: unfortunate nuts. because they spend a whole lot of time setting it up. And it's like you want that, I hesitate to use the word repair, but you there's a rift. You want that hole to be filled for the character or at least the character to have some peace about it. But she doesn't really have any kind of remorse about leaving her sister it's like, oh, here's some jelly beans. See you later. Right. And that just doesn't, that doesn't ring true to me.
1: If you're going to show us the character's past, in part, it's because the movie, it, the character is defined by their past, defined mm-hmm. by where they came from, and needs to transcend it in some way, shape, or form. But yep. the truth of the matter is, the reason you identified uh, Doc Carver giving her a shot as the inciting incident is because that's what should be the inciting incident. The movie should begin with this young girl shows up at Doc Carver's asking to be a diving girl because everything that came before it is irrelevant to the story. Right. The story well, that they want to tell. The story that they want to tell. Maybe not the best version of the story. But they are yeah. more interested in her life as a diving girl. So, So don't Give us any. She could tell us those details later. Not that telling is necessarily the best way to do it, but but her past. It might be better if her past is a mystery. And Doc Carver goes, "Where did you come from?" And she won't tell him. Um, and then, like, right. there's 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 ways of doing this that would be better. As it is, we've been given a bunch of information that seems like it's important, but is actually irrelevant. Uh, we don't need it. Well, however, I would argue that the first
0: part of the movie is the most compelling part for me. Oh, I agree. Watching her go through this conflict where she's misunderstood, where she's, you know, a fish out of water in this area where she's trying to find her place in life. And she's not malicious. She just wants to be her own person. I think that was really interesting. Yeah. I, complicated if that's the, in the way
1: that teen girls who haven't fully grown into themselves are. Absolutely. But I think that's where I, you know, I was watching it with my older or
0: my youngest daughter, um, and who is now older than Sonora is in this movie, but we were watching it together and she was all in. She really was sure. until, until, <laughs> and even when Doc Carver gave her the chance, she was in, But she skipped out about the time this movie turned into something else.
1: And so let's let's go through the rising action, such as it is. Uh, Although I'm going to tell you, I have, I, I mean, I know what the climax of this movie is, but it doesn't really feel like a climax to me. So Sonora runs away to join the circus. Her initial job is that she shovels manure, but she gets her chance to become a diving girl. There is a conflict with the the established diving girl marie uh, right but but that conflict is not really an active conflict it's more of a in the background conflict marie eventually says it's her or or me and they choose they choose uh sonora over marie because marie forces them to do that that actually isn't a conflict that sonora overcomes and right. it's it's kind of right. in the background she becomes a diving girl uh she becomes romantically linked with Al, who does not read as forty in this movie. Uh. No. no. He he looks early twenties, still older than no. her significantly.
0: But I think that's where it got weird to my daughter, because she kept going, How old is Al? How old is Sonora? Why is he he's got all it's clear that he's got all this knowledge about women and he runs and it's a little
1: it was just creepy for her. And I, I mean it was well, this so this I mean it is creepy. I knowing that Sonora is actually being played by a 25-year-old actress helps me out a little bit except she uh-huh. really does look 15. He right. really does look significantly older than her. And mm-hmm. listen, it's the time period. You know, it's the Great Depression. People, right. people got married earlier. We 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 ran a, we ran across this a little bit in Natty Gann. Right. I think right. I think too. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's hard for us as an audience to get on board with the romance because our modern values are getting in the way of us enjoying right. Great Depression values.
0: Well, and it's not just that. The guy, There are two guys in this movie. There's Clifford, right? Who's yeah. kind of the aw shucks hot dog vendor, right? And then you've got Al, who's kind of the, you know, worldly guy who, you know, I don't know. And the whole time I'm like, why isn't she going to Clifford? He's the cute, he's the guy that's really, he cares about her as a person. Oh, his crush on her is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept, I kept waiting for that to pay off and it never really does.
1: Well, no, because they don't develop, they have the love triangle in the story, but they don't develop the love triangle as, as a potential source of conflict Sonora is actually never really aware that Clifford – we know that Clifford has feelings for her. But uh-huh. Sonora is never really aware of it to the point that at one point towards the end of the movie, Alan and Sonora go in for a really, really big kiss and Clifford is right there. And I keep waiting for the camera to come back to Clifford so we can see him crying when, when he uh-huh. realizes they're going to get married and what have you. The movie doesn't even want to show us his heartbreaking. no and surely it is surely it is it's so clear that he's also in love with her and yet she never knows it only we know it and that would be fine if clifford was our protagonist but if it's not part of her story and it's not it's his that's part of his story and this is not his movie what is it doing here Well, and again, once she meets Al, once she goes
0: to the circus, we start to see her through a male gaze, right? We've talked about that with Ashley and um, Ashley Cook in another episode, but I kept waiting for the twist where she goes for Clifford instead. He's her peer. He's as daring as she is. He's a good Joe and Al's in it for the money or she discovers something about Al that's not quite on the up and up because he doesn't initially present himself that way. And now it's, oh, it's, it's just so odd. I, I think because, and again I kept going to the title, going okay, wild hearts can't be broken.
1: Why is she being broken? I mean, I, I'm with you, uh, and I'll, I'll even go. I wonder if they got themselves wrapped around by the fact that this is a biography and it's a fictionalized version of a biography, and that there was uh, some. They're, so they're like, we know in and and they're clearly in touch with the person whose story this is. Who's already probably not happy seems to be vocally not happy about the direction they're taking her story. So she, mm-hmm. so they're like, she must marry Al because in real life she did marry Al, um, and and it feels to me like maybe Clifford that there were multiple drafts of this script and maybe multiple scenes shot. Maybe there's footage on the cutting room floor developing mm-hmm. this love triangle. That was taken out not because it doesn't make for good conflict, but because they they got cold feet about fictionalizing it. She or could, they wanted the G rating, right, or something. Who knows? Or they want, although although this movie should not have a G rating. And I'm going to agree. Tell you, I mean, put aside the romance and the budding sexuality of all of that, which mm-hmm. is a lot to put aside. This is a movie that demonstrates people taking actions that children might try to imitate. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want right. your kid? And, and this movie kind of celebrates the idea of you should be a diving girl. I don't want my daughters to be diving girls. I I don't want them. I Like, if your kid was like, this is what I want to do. I want to climb up to a top of a rig, wait for a horse to come, get on the horse, fall, plummet, Sonora later on in the movie goes blind from doing this stunt, but we're supposed to be happy that she gets back up and does it again. Uh, like, does that, does that mean, is the movie telling us that no matter what your dream is, no matter how badly you might get hurt, uh, you should take the risk and put your physical form in jeopardy because it's worth it.
0: Boy, there's just a lot here. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, I mean, yeah, I
0: it's just a lot here. I, there is. I I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm very curious about, and I could not find um an, an, a copy of Sonora's book, but I'm very curious to see what was not considered interesting.
1: I feel like, so, so we're, as we're getting towards the climax, I feel like the movie has not yet asked us a dramatic question. But it introduces a dramatic question towards the end of the movie, and the dramatic question at that point is really whether the fact that Sonora is now blind will keep her from becoming a diving girl, right? Like, it Larry, becomes, yes, that's the problem with this movie. There are no
0: dramatic questions in this movie None. until the end, until the very end. There was,
1: oh a, my gosh, no, that's, I mean, that's it. About an hour in, she's a diving girl. She's achieved her dream. Al is there and he clearly likes her. Doc, they're all having a picnic together. And I was like, okay, I guess movie is over. She got what she wanted. But in fact, all of that was prelude to what what is really happening, which is her losing, losing her sight, doing a diving accident, in a diving accident. And can she continue to function. This movie wants to position itself as, as an overcoming a physical limitation movie. Mm-hmm. And I love overcoming a physical limitation movie. Sure. Except this particular story is kind of married to the fact that, and, and I apologize uh, to, to people who want to be diving girls. This is a profoundly stupid profession. this this should not be anyone's dream i'm sorry you're wrong if this is your dream
0: larry if okay but let's just say it is your dream for sake of argument sure this movie needs to ask that dramatic question and watch her deal with the blindness early earlier much earlier Yes. And maybe Al needs to leave before she's blind and maybe or maybe Clifford is the person she's into. And maybe he dumps her before when she becomes blind, but Al uh, comes back if or this something. Is,
1: if this is the thing that's attracting you to making this movie. Right. And I believe that it is. You can't right. you can't spend an hour building up to the thing that your movie is about. You can't right. just do it in a half hour. You need to start, really live in that space, really open it up, really build up the conflict here uh, about what she's going through, how hard she has to work to get there. As it is, as it is, the movie presents it as through a reckless act of hijacking the show. Yeah. And climbing up to the top and doing this stunt right. without really knowing whether she will succeed at it. She does mm-hmm. it. She's successful. Happy ending.
0: Yeah. And because that's can not, we talk about that climax for half a second? Kiss. Like, is it? a I mean, like there's a marriage proposal, there's a high dive, there's a kiss and the audience never knew that this was happening. And Alan and I lived happily ever after and then the credits roll and i'm like come on there's no there's no we know it's going to happen there's no there's this no This was doubt how i felt about the will. rookie
1: this is how i felt about the rookie Ah, uh, interesting the, it's interesting. the same thing we this is the thing we know has to happen it's not it's not really and and here's the other here's the other baffling thing about this movie if this is a girl and her horse movie which mm-hmm. i think in part it's supposed to be one of the major important relationships in this movie should be between the girl and girl her horse and her horse yeah agree and the movie is not interested in spending time on sonora and and lightning it just isn't it's it like that's shows where some the sense magic of
0: is That's where the magic is, you know? I mean, why? my question is, when the horse was sold, I mean, if you're fictionalizing this anyway, why doesn't she follow the horse and the horse end up with Doc and then she becomes, you know, she works with that initial horse, right?
1: A much more daring movie would be the day she runs away, her first stop is to liberate the horse and they run away together.
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Yes. That agree. would be better. As it is, I was kind of going because she names the next horse she sees lightning, and I came away mm-hmm. thinking she just likes that name for her horse. She's honoring her old horse by giving right. the new horse the same name. But there's right. a world in which, if you're not paying close attention, you might actually think that's the same horse. Because I, think I mean, they are different be- colors, but yeah. You know, if you're not really well, because the name is the same, it makes it more confusing. If you if you haven't been paying close attention, she was talking to a horse named Lightning in the first act, and now she's talking to a horse named Lightning in the second act. And also, if we're talking about building this relationship, we see her riding the horse and eventually taming the horse. But Mm -hmm. let's have the horse be resistant a bit more. Let's spend more time working on that relationship. And then, and so, so that early on she's taking care of the horse, but when she loses her sight, the horse is there for her. Right. So the horse right. can sense yes. that while she's yes. up, that while she's up, while she's riding on his back, she, she doesn't have the control over him. She used to have, but the horse is now, and then have somebody go, they're like, how is she doing it? And they're like, it's the horse loves her. That's what's doing it. The love of the horse horse have a bond.
0: That's right. It's the love of the horse that's important. And they do a little bit with the training, but it's like, it's like we're a step, but we're a step away from it. I feel like
1: insulated from their relationship. We have often talked about how Disney and does amazing work with animals and can get amazing performances with animals. I have no doubt they could get an amazing performance out of a horse. Agree. They just Agree. they just didn't try here. So, what do you think about the falling action? The falling action is what. So she does the dive, uh, right? She survives the the dive. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Al pulls her out of the pool. Puts her up in her his arms, kisses her, and then she gives us in voiceover and she goes, I was a diving girl for 10 more years. I got married to Al, and we lived happily ever after. Uh so so not only was there very little conflict before the movie, there's very little conflict after. Yeah, it felt like a real cheat to me. It is a cheat. It is a cheat. Because because but again. Like, am I, if I also, I don't need her to tell me that. And also she right. still sounds 15. She doesn't sound right. like an older woman telling the story of her life. She, yes. t- sounds, she still sounds 15 as she's narrating it. Um, It, it, it's basically, it's basically if she came and she was like, well, folks, you heard my story. If you want more popcorn, go down to the concession stand because we are done here. Oh, you want to know what happened? (laughs) We lived happily ever after. It's fine. It's fine. Go buy more popcorn.
0: (laughs) No, that's that's funny. The narration uh, is unnecessary in this movie. I completely turned. I went back and watched it. I turned it down every time the narration was on. I totally got it all visually. Right, because there's nothing that she's telling
1: us that has value. No, nothing,
0: not, not a bit, not a bit. I think when you're a little kid, sometimes you watch things and you're like all enamored with it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then you watch it as an adult and you're like, really? That was, and I think the reason people like this movie is because of the character work that's done because the characters are really good.
1: There are interesting characters, um, not interesting circumstances.
0: The plot is lackluster. I mean, really, there are five main characters. We have Sonora, Al, Doc, Clifford, and Marie. And they're all very interesting to me. And unfortunately, they don't...
1: None of those relationships have suitable conflict. And when they do have conflict, they are never resolved on screen. So as an example right. of this, Doc has been, so Al has left and has been writing hmm. Sonora letters every day. And we watch as Doc gets those letters and destroys those letters. Right. And then Al comes back. And it's a very says, color purple kind of move, isn't yeah. it? Sure. <laughs> and then Al comes back and says, how come you never wrote me? And Sonora says, I never got any letters. And you have to think that, that, at some point, there's going to be a confrontation between Sonora and Doc and Al yes, about the fact yes. that he has been working to sabotage their relationship, which, by the way, I'm with him on sabotaging it. But right. We'll put that aside. We'll put that aside. <laughs> right, right. There should be that conflict has been built up. It should come to a head. And they right. never talk about it. And they never talk about it. And there's so much in this movie. If Marie is Sonora's rival. There should be a scene in which Sonora confronts Marie and takes her down a peg. It never happens. No. Sonora never gets to take down any of her quote-unquote antagonists, and none of her antagonists stick around long enough to be really good sources of conflict anyway.
0: Yeah, I kept waiting for people to confront each other. I mean, there is a fistfight between Al and Doc... I sure, think Doc, but it's not even Doc's, about Sonora, really. I, I think Doc's death is weird. It is
1: very um, weird.
0: What because, want to talk about I that mean, scene? He, Set it up. Yeah, for us. let's let's do it. Um, you know, so they're at the picnic, and there's all of this tension about the uh, the letters that aren't being delivered, and then Doc kind of wanders off by himself, sort of like a like a dog might, right? A Mm -hmm. dying dog might. But he wants to talk about, you know, what life would be like if he could only have this thing and then he ends up dying. Um, And of course she finds him and everything slows down and it's pretty
1: melodramatic. Very melodramatic. Very slow shots. Very long shots of her looking at stuff, blowing into a dandelion. The music is playing very sappy, sentimental music throughout. Right. Um, But telling us how to feel. Ultimately, it almost feels like, well, he's doing another movie. So uh, let's just kill off his character today because his his all of his conflicts, all of the parts of the story that he was involved with just disappear when he does.
0: And while he is arguably a weak antagonist, he's the antagonist. So if you kill off your antagonist, you've got to have another. Place of conflict. I guess the place of conflict is she goes blind.
1: That's the conflict.
0: But it, it doesn't feel like, like nobody, nobody like, like when, when she goes blind, she never thinks, oh gosh, I can't do things. Nobody ever the only thing that Al doesn't want her to do is to
1: ride her horse anymore. Which right? fair. I, I mean, look, I don't want anybody in my life to go to go blind. If they do Correct. go blind, do I want sure. them to continue driving? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, it, it's not. But an again,
0: that's thing. where the relationship with the horse, like if nobody understood her because she's now blind or she's being sort of sidelined because she's blind or people are just sort of acting like her, her new disability is something that's, you know, makes her less interesting. And then the horse understands her or
1: something like, you know, like. Here's another, yeah. Here's another miss on this for me. Okay, They treat the blindness like it's her fault. The doctor is constantly saying, yeah, Al says, let's get you to the doctor. She says, I feel fine. He doesn't push the issue few days right. later, she stares into a mirror and I guess in that moment suddenly realizes she's having trouble seeing. And the doctor says, this is all your fault for not coming to see me the second that you got injured. Now you're blind. It's irreversible. You did this to yourself.
0: And then- And to be fair, like in 1930, they probably would not have been able to do much for what her would they anyway. have done? What would they have done? Nothing.
1: They would have been like, well, you shouldn't have been jumping into a Cool. And then the other part of this is early on, Doc is like, you shouldn't be a diving girl. You shouldn't be a diving girl, which I have questions about because he advertised for a diving girl. So why is he getting mad that people are applying for the job? But put that aside. Uh, Put that aside. Where is the conversation early on that if you do this, there is a chance you will get profoundly hurt and injured? where we make it clear to her what the risks of being a diving girl might be. Marie well, seems little, to be doing it just fine.
0: There is one little moment where, she, where Sonora says to Al, don't the horses get hurt? And he said, not the horses, only the riders. But if you blink, you'll miss it.
1: And also the horses do get hurt. I mean what what are we talking about? Do. These horses think they're leaping to their death. These horses are not happy being like, I wanted to be in show business. <laughs> this is not this is not not something they wanted to do. No one wants to jump off a cliff. I mean I, I guess in the research I did, no
0: horse apparently ever got injured. Yeah, but there uh-huh. were people that did. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Sure. Well, what, sure. What the, I don't believe that
1: for a second i don't either no but no horse what, ever I mean, complained i'll <laughs> believe <laughs> i
0: mean maybe they enjoy it maybe they enjoy diving i don't know but they, maybe yeah, this they whole mo- do maybe <laughs> they, there's this whole
1: there's I this guess whole moment we'll never know
0: i guess there's this whole moment where al says to her um that yeah, if they if they show any sort of hesitancy, I'm paraphrasing. We just don't let them do it. Okay, I don't know. Okay. We we that have, feels, it, 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 There's just so much here. Listen, I don't know. listen. I don't want to get
1: into the whole circus of it all, and the and the and using animals to entertain uh, uh, us of it all. Because we, right, we will right, right. be here. We will be here all, all day. day. But I I do I do want to say like the the I want to circle back to the premise that they have. That this is her fault,
0: right. Uh
1: That as a po- is is yucky and gross, um, right? And and yeah. Also, maybe don't propose to your fifteen year old girlfriend in front of a crowd. That also, I don't like that. I don't like it, that either. It was as she's about to leap to meet what may be what actually ends up being. Maybe she was distracted by the proposal, and that's why she kept her eyes open. I don't even know.
0: So, it kind of felt like that to me, in a way. I don't yeah. know. Like, she, like, he, I don't know. It's, there's a whole lot here. I think the performances were decent. I think they were pretty good. I think she's, she's kind of the breakout. Gabrielle Anwar. I think she's really great good. In this, for sure. Um, I think Maria's great. Yeah. I think Clifford's great. Sure. Um, not This is not a performance issue. No, it's not. This it's is not. a story was, issue. And and like I said, there's just, there's story logic, there's lack of dramatic questions. This, let me say this, this movie could have been a lot better.
1: It could have been. What, What it actually needs is a larger circus community. What it actually means is, like, there are other acts at this circus, other people for her to meet, a whole community right. to rally around her, that if, mm-hmm. and, you know, she she gets a break somewhere, she works her way up, She's she's got friends, she's got rivals, uh, there are people who believe in her, but there are people who don't believe in her. It needs a bigger circus. It needs more circus.
0: And the story needs to be centered on her as the protagonist.
1: Not Al, not Doc, not nowhere. It needs the to be stakes about are. her. The stakes are yeah. never what is her romantic life going to be? She's fifteen. She's got time right. for all of that. The right. stakes are about her her success as a diving girl. Her her stakes are: is she going to be limited by the accident that occurs to her? Uh, I mean, Pollyanna kind. Like what we really want is a pollyanna kind of moment. Pollyanna yes. fell out of the tree. What's in the stakes aren't like will will her, she ever walk again? The stakes in Pollyanna are does this affect her personality? Does this tra- right. does she become defined by this moment of trauma? Right. That right. stake is raised in Pollyanna, but it is not raised here. She has momentary moments of being upset about the fact as anyone would but right. Uh, so here's the thing. The title is "Wild Horses." Uh, not wild horses. Wild hearts can't be broken. Well, there is no tension if wild hearts can't be broken. If they can't be, there are no stakes. Why? There must be a danger for your protagonist's heart to break. It must be possible yeah. for your characters, like good nature, for their optimism to be shattered. That's. That's where the stakes are here. So so I am much more interested in a movie where Sonora has an accident, loses her sight, gets depressed and then finds right. the strength to pull out of that depression and rebuild her life. There it is. There it is. That's yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. That that's the thing. Well, and They're not willing to go there. They want the to do it without it. going there emotionally.
0: The other part of this is a genre problem in that, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit pre-production in that this is billed as a girl and her horse movie, but it very quickly becomes a romance. And that I think is where, I think that's where, you know, my daughter Valerie checked out. I think she just kind of went, Ah, oh, I'm good. Whatever. It's going to get icky or But they could
1: do it as a romance if they really want to play with the love triangle, but they don't want to play with it. They want to show us what a bunch of different movies could be when we're looking at this movie, but they don't commit to what movie they want to be. You want to be a movie about overcoming blindness? Great. You want to be a movie about a girl and her horse? Great. You want to be a movie about a love triangle? Great. Do any one of those things. But But don't don't do all three or or, or do all three. If you're amazing, but don't do each one a little bit. Don't give me a sampler plate of a bunch of different. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have to go all in with one thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've only got an hour and a half with me in this movie. It's all you got.
0: And certainly don't set use the whole setup of don't waste time. Like
1: you want to do a movie about a girl who who runs away from home and then comes back and 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 gets revenge. I right. like revenge. Not not in right. real life, but in movies. I I would like that. What what do you want to be movie? What do you want to be? Wild yeah. movies can't be broken.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um do you have anything more to say about the characters?
1: About the characters?
0: Yeah. I, any any stand I, I up? Mean, there
1: There's one thing I want to say about how Marie is disposed of in this movie. Uh, yeah. Because the other, th- the other complaint I have about this movie is there are two. This is a movie which posits that women hate women. Uh, there yes. is no okay. positive relationship between two women at any point in this movie. Mm -hmm. Sonora and her aunt are at odds. Sonora and the and the mean girl at school are at odds. Sonora and her school teacher are at odds. And I feel like Marie, when we meet Marie, Marie is constantly making fun of Sonora, then feels threatened by Sonora, then tries to show up Sonora. But a much more better relationship between Marie and Sonora would be this. When Sonora shows up and wants to be a diving girl, she idolizes Marie. And at first Mm -hmm. they're really close. And Marie is like, you'll be my protege. One day you'll be there. Uh, But for Marie, she's not thinking along those lines. And then you break their relationship when Sonora is more talented than Marie. And then when Marie comes back, Marie, Marie, by the way, has this whole story about how she's gone off to Hollywood to try to become a a famous, a famous actress. She's an actress, but we know that she's not. We know she was failing out there. When she comes back to replace Sonora, because Sonora can't do the show because she's just had her accident, uh, wouldn't it be great for for Marie to come back and realize that I went to to Los Angeles and all the women there treated me the way I treated you? Right, right. And now that I'm back here, I'm not going to be that same snobby threatened by a younger girl. Now I'm going to come back and what I would have loved, Andy, is Marie yeah. is the one who says to Sonora, I never trained you to be a diving girl. You learned it the way the men taught you to do it. But I'm going right. to tell you, I'm going to tell you how to really do it. And Marie comes back and we get a positive relationship where women help women, a complicated uh-huh. relationship where they loved each other, then they hated each other. And then they loved each, and now other, they love again each other again. Is right. m- the best version of this movie. Right. And uh, I don't know why I'm so mad about this, but I'm mad. I'm mad because I, cause, cause it is a world in which if you put two wo- two women in a room together, you'll have one dead woman and one live woman. That's that's this world in this movie.
0: I, yeah, like I... You know why I don't like this movie? is because there's no real redemption. No. And I know people may argue with me about that, but like... If you kill off your antagonist and you don't settle the conflict, and if you create a world where Marie and Al have a relationship, Sonora and Clifford have a relationship, but those things never really pay off and there's no twist and it doesn't zig where it should zag and people don't really learn anything because it doesn't really seem like they do uh, other than, oh, now you're blind and you get to do that. There's no, there's no redemption. Yeah. It, yeah. And and if, if that's not there, um, then you just have a kid who ran away and happened to do okay at the circus until she went blind. And then she kept doing horses, but, you know, nobody ever knew it. And that was fine.
1: Yeah, the more I think about I don't, this, the I don't yuckier care. this movie gets for me. Yeah, because yeah. now I'm now I'm thinking the thing about Sonora that's special is that mm-hmm. she can talk to men uh, and really appreciates men, whereas all other women are buying into the artifice of of propriety and celebrity right. and selfishness. She's she's the selfless one. She's the one that the men will all love. Yuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yuck. It's yeah. Gross.
0: It is. It is. So, All right. Well, do you want to pitch something?
1: Oh, uh, okay. This is going to be another one where I just realized I don't have a pitch. Can you go first and I will try to catch up?
0: Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. So I do like a good, solid uh, girl in her horse movie. Uh, but I do think it's been a while since we've had a solid blockbuster girl in her horse movie that isn't an indie or a remake of Black Beauty, right? Um. I think the last one may have been Secretariat. Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, I think what this movie, like we've said, is missing is that element of love between a girl and her horse. And I like the idea of a girl getting through the depression or another hard time with her horse. Like the idea of the family trying to sell the horse and she stops the sale multiple times. But again, when the horse is inevitably sold, the girl and the horse run away and they have an adventure. Not unlike Maybe she's addicted to the radio shows or maybe she's I mean, you can't really do this with, oh, she reads a lot of magazine stories, right? Right. I mean, you could maybe, but maybe there are radio shows she's addicted to. And she thinks about, you know, becoming this, uh, living out this dream, you know, where she maybe foils a bank robbery, or maybe she, uh, maybe she has some sort of adventure. um, But at the end of the day, it's just her and her horse. And I think that's, I think we're missing that. I think. I think, again, I think there's some good elements of the story. I just, I just, I don't know. I wish it was better.
1: Sure. All right. I've got my pitch. And my pitch actually comes from information you gave me during the key facts, which is that, (laughs) no, no, no. (laughs) Because this detail is a tremendous detail, but it's not in this movie, is Uh that she traveled the world doing this show. She didn't just travel the country. She traveled Mm -hmm. the world. So tell me the story of a young girl who joins the circus, and because she joins the circus, she gets to go to Egypt, to France, to India. She gets to travel around the world, and 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 the magic of that, the magic of like, you know, yes, I never put roots anywhere, but I get to see so much and have so many adventures. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the excitement right yeah like there's a magic to that so i would say as much as i thought the beginning had the most most uh conflict in it i think there's a larger conflict with i travel with these people we go from country to country we never belong there but we're always a community together i get to see the world but my home is not a transit it's not a fixed place my mm-hmm. home is these people And then when she loses her sight, her concern isn't about whether or not she can do the diving act again. It's have I lost my home? If I can't be part of the circus anymore, where do I go? And then, then the community rallies behind her and they find a way for her to still be part of their community. It is. That's the story I want.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, That's the story I want. I I, I want Disney, I guess, to lose a lot more money on this movie because my pitch is expensive if we're traveling the world and shooting but, but, uh, oh, green, right green, on location. But maybe tax write more for them. Green it's screen a tax it, right, right, for them. That's right? That's right. That's right. But that's my <laughs> pitch. That's my pitch.
0: Oh, goodness. And our apologies if you just love this movie and we just shattered your dreams because I feel bad about
1: that. And I want to apologize for all the diving girls out there who listen to our podcast. The aspiring diving girls out there, uh, don't let me, don't let me be the one who ruins your dreams. But He's a dream killer. But, but for could you could you wear a helmet for your uncle Larry? Could you do that for me? Could you oh, please please? What
0: what movie are we tackling next time?
1: I have no idea. Sorry. <laughs> um, th- there are a couple of things that it might be. We might do the sign of Zorro. Yes. Uh, we might do Pocahontas too. I know oh you're boy. excited for that one. We ha. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever we do, whatever we do, I promise you, there will be hearts. And those hearts might get broken. That's <laughs> that's what I promise you.
0: If you don't have a heartbreak, you don't have a movie. That's exactly right. There it my- is. There it is. Well, if you like what you're hearing, will you do us a favor and share this podcast with another Disney or a classic movie fan? And please check out our Once Upon a Disney Facebook page or drop us a line in our mailbag at onceuponadisneypodcast Disney podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, friends, see you real soon.
1: See you real soon.